Coming up today on the Nosebleed Seats podcast, we recap Super Bowl 53 in all its glory. Oh, what a game. Julian Edelman, the MVP. Maroon 5 halftime. How about that Patriots final call? We recap it all, plus who won the NFL honors and what is the 2019 class of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. We tell you all about it and more on the show. Everyone can afford to listen to the Nosebleed Seats. Yes, Walchuk, but before we do that, got to talk to our listeners about our friends over at Lone Star Green CBD. Still on the Facebook page right now. If you want to get a hold of them today, tomorrow, that's where you go. But their website, LoneStarGreenCBD.com, is right around the corner. So be expecting it. It's popping up. I'm seeing. The, I'm starting to see their logos all over the place. Everybody's getting on board. Don't be last to do it. Lone Star Green CBD. I think we got a promo code, Walchuk. Yeah, it is. It's NBS15. NBS15, baby. They'll take care of you. Don't even worry about wasting time getting out of your car, going to a local CBD store. Go to Lone Star Green CBD. Tell them what you want. They'll hook you up. They'll treat you like part of the family because, after all, this is a big nose bleed seats family. That's right, Walchuk. NBS15, that's the promo code. Get yourself 20% off. They're going to have a recurring payment option with discounts every single time you do that for your CBD on a monthly basis. It's like Amazon, baby. They're sending it right to your doorstep. You never have to leave to get your CBD. Who sent them, Walchuk? The nosebleed seats. All right, so uh, here we go. Yeah, let's do this. If you say so, pal. Woo! Takes the snap, drops to the knee. And the Patriots have won their sixth Super Bowl title. In the early 2000s, they won three of four. Now they have won three of the last five. Yes, it's still a dynasty. It's the best ten minutes. In sports, I don't care what sport, basketball, baseball, hockey, when the streamers come down and they start to play Tina Turner, there's nothing better in the world. Six-time world champion, and there ain't nothing you can do about it. And they're still here, and I don't think they're done. This isn't an ending. Good God, that call sucked almost as bad as the game did. And with that note... It's about that time for some nosebleed seats to show everyone can afford to listen to episode two edition on the Pro Football Network. Our new buddies out there at PFN. Make sure to check out all the podcasts that are on the Pro Football Network. We are doing amazing things. We got some badass writers writing some gold articles for you to go check out. So Pro Football Network, the latest and greatest for all your football content. But I am Zach Wolchuk. That is Eric Chiafalo. My oh my, buddy. Uh, what in the world happened in Super Bowl 53? Man, I don't think anybody expected it to be that awful um, in terms of entertainment. It was kind of sad. Uh, I was a little bit displeased. I was I was looking around like, good God, is this, this really all we're going to get? At halftime, I was like, it's going to turn up. Don't worry. Like I've seen Kansas City score zero points against the Patriots in one half and then drop a 30 bomb on them in the second so things are things are going to take off it's slow and then it just never ever did and and the Patriots defense was incredible and it was just slow and it was boring and it was a lot of punting and it felt a lot like that last call like I want to criticize the guys on that New England call right there but it's like man well well, thank god the the color guy saved it the color guy saved. Did? I think so. I thought it's uh, Bob Sochi and Robert? Scott Zolak. Z- yeah, Zolak. 
I think he's uh, a former player, Scott. Hopefully I'm saying. Scott is. Scott's a former quarterback. Yeah. And, uh, you think Scott saved? Saved the final call? Yeah, I mean, Scott was excited. Scott brought the enthusiasm. Bob was a little bit like, man, I've called a couple of these. Yeah. And this and happens you know every year. Six dynasty you know he he still here started to perk up at the at towards so the annoying. end but then scott came in and really salvaged the opportunity they had there by talking about the greatness of the dynasty that new england now is wait so are you pooing on bob or are you pooing on scott i'm pooing on bob you're pooing on bob yeah bob do better yeah i need more from you bob be a pro be be better bob show some excitement there bob bob come on man you know how many people want to be in that chair jesus bob i'd kill for it not everybody else gets to play in a super bowl let alone win six you know you what jerk. bob Bleep you, man. Hey, come on. You're an a- You really are, Bob. Think how the Rams felt. That that call, the Rams call would have gone bonkers, bananas. They probably still did in defeat because they know what that moment means. You're just like, oh, it's an every Sunday dinner. Respect the game, Bob. Lord, Bob. You Show been, some freaking appreciation, Bob. You've been around long enough to know better, Bob. Jesus, this one's on you, bro. Dude, let's go. I mean, Scott's put, doing the heavy lifting here, but th- this is all on Thank you, Bob. Thank God for you, Scott. Good God! Jeez, Can you imagine Scott. you're driving around in your car in Boston? You're waiting to get number six. I'm I'm thrilled, and then all of a sudden I hear Bob. I'm like, do I cry tears of defeat or victory? Here? You just you just made us all sad. Scott Bob. comes in, and now I'm cheering again. You all know? right, now you I'm, now I'm uplifted Thanks, again. Scott. Now I'm like, hell yes! Scott. Okay, so we did just My win Patriots the Super Bowl. Patriots chub right, is geez. full torque. Good God, Bob! Congratulations to the New England Patriots. 13 game, to 3. 13 wow. to 3. What a game. Huh? Man, if I'd have told you the Rams defense would hold Brady and the Pats to 13 points, you'd say the Rams win that game. Oh, I say the Rams win that Every game. Every day no of question. the week. Yeah, there's no way McSex and, and boys are, are going to be putting up less than 13. Hell no, Wolchuk. No. It, I, I can't fathom what happened. The fact that. Should Brian I. Brian be... Flores, man. I got, I got okay. one word for you, man. Brian, Brian Flores. Flores. So how much credit do you believe Brian Flores should get as opposed to Bill Belichick in this situation? Oh, I mean, probably if I if I wasn't a Dolphins fan, I'd say next to zero. But the Dolphins fan in you is saying Brian Flores Brian is Flores, the new McVay of defense. He's he's Brian Flores makes Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick doesn't make Brian Flores. That's that's really where I'm so at. So the Patriots right now. defense is going to be terrible next yeah, year. Yeah, they are going to yes, exactly. The last fourteen years Brian Flores has been lifting up. And doing he's he's the Scott Zolak of the of the New England broadcast. That, oh, so Belichick's the Bob. Absolutely. And Scott is the Brian. You're all gonna find out shortly. So yeah. For, for no, you, th- I, I hope that that is true. But yeah. by golly, dude, their defense and it's kind of wrong that Julian Edelman ended up being MVP. It should have gone wrong. to should have gone to Stephon Gilmore if that or fumble, somebody on that defense. If that fumble that he forces or Brian Flores. If the, yeah, okay, I, I won't disagree with you there. Flores probably deserved it over anybody, but but Gilmore, I would say, would have deserved it had that fumble gotten recovered. You know, and that's not on him, but still, if that becomes a fumble, but he still had the scoop pick. and score, whatever. Oh no, I know he had the pick, he had the pick, but the 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 big plays when offense was just totally needed. The only person that showed up on offense. Was Edelman? You know what I'm saying. So I'm not going to argue with it. Sony Michelle had a nice game. Sony Michelle had a nice game. Had some nice Absolutely, pop. no doubt about it. But Always. just when it when it when it mattered most, it was either Edelman was you know, a Gronk, obviously with the with a big play. But Edelman was just everything, man. I mean, you could, they couldn't guard him. Everybody knew Edelman was pretty much the guy getting the ball every single time, and he was still running wide open half the time. So Edelman deserved it. I'm not going to crap on him, but. 
my God, their defense was insane from the start. I mean that. Yeah, from they the start. Were just the, the the physicality from the beginning. They were smashing everybody. I'm I don't glad care you, if you said had that. The ball or not? I noticed the exact same thing immediately. You could tell the Patriots are, are playing to physical, hit you, bro. and they wanted to hit the receivers. And if you remember back in 2001, which it's just so crazy how history repeats itself. You're in the Super Bowl. It's the Rams who have been carried by their offense, greatest show on turf. Yeah. And here's the Patriots with a young, very young, Ross can be Tom Brady in his essentially a rookie year. Tom Brady. He, he wasn't a rookie, but he, he stepped in for Drew Bledsoe. So we all though. know the story. He was fat when you saw the picture. You see those, those oh pictures? Oh my goodness, it was crazy. Was you like, see Romo, I looking at the same person? Romo looked like he well, was Romo, having know, so much sex know. during that time of his life. He's still oh now. Oh my God. He's having a lot of fun. And he still is. Yeah, Don't those dimples wrong. any day, they get but me. Tom, what a comeback. Yeah, Tom. Talk about rags to riches. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh my God. He's got everything a man could want. But in 2001, that was not the same Tom Brady. And that team was being carried by their defense. No, but I'm serious. What's what's more likely when you look at the, the picture, the mugshot of Tom Brady from 2001 with the chubby cheeks? What's more likely? That in 16 years or whatever, in 18 years, he's going to be married to Giselle or he's going to have six Super Bowls? I'll be honest with you. I'd say six, six Super, Super Bowls. Bowls. Yeah, yeah, I'd have never said that guy's going to get Giselle that's, bunching. I mean, that's a no-brainer. Man. When you think about the stuff that he's pulled, six Super Bowls? He's pulled a lot of stuff. Been to nine. And then he had that face in 01 and ends up in, 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 in 19 with, with Giselle. Giselle. Twice making out with his kids. I am so envious. Yeah, and did you see him kissing on who and was he Bill. kissing on? Was it, was it Bill? I think it was Bill. He was kissing on Bill after the game. He's a kissy guy. Yeah. And it is what it is. Oh, my God. But just to get back to my point here, before we go off on the kissing and the schmoozing here. I think that's more important. It is somewhat. But that was a game in 2001. The Patriots were physical with the Rams. They end up winning. It's a big shocker. 20-17. to 17. What in the hell? This year, not so much a shock, but the way that they did it was the shock. I don't think anybody thought that a Sean McVay-led Rams team would score three points in a football game. It's the lowest they've ever scored in the McVay era. And they had, what was it, eight punts to start the game? Yeah, they punted They like didn't nine have a single snap in the Patriots' red zone. They had like a Inside total the red zone. Like 268 yards or something of total So, well, offense. you know, we're going to praise... Brian Flores and Bill Belichick for their game plan, and the players, of course, executed it. Bill Belichick will always be the first one to say that. But how much do we need to, like, rip Sean McVay for this? Because the dude has had, you know what, sucked on and blown up by everybody and their mother. Yeah. Everybody loves Sean McVay. We all do. I still do. But he needs to be ripped for this. Well, he, he owned it after the game. He did. You know what I'm saying? He he took the – and so did Goff. You know, Goff was, was really bad, and – and he owned it after the game as well. So credit to both of them for doing that. I'm not going to kill McVay. Listen, he's in his second year as a Dude, head coach. Dude, you can't have – no, no. Three points. He's going up against – You're an offensive coach. Bro, Your team's averaged co- 30 a game. This is an indoor football game. The weather's not a factor. It's perfect conditions. And you're not playing against what had been thought of an elite defense this year. Now, the Patriots' numbers the second half of the season, they've been really good, and they were the best defense left come conference championship Sunday. But that's unacceptable. That's unacceptable. No, of course it's unacceptable. But I'm not. Ju- I'm just not going to kill him for it. He's the second Three year points, head, head coach against the greatest coach in the history of football. They scored a field and Bill goal. Belichick. I mean, that's just a tough thing to go up against. Oh, when you're give me a break. I mean, but the combo of Flores and Belichick is is well, out. I mean, Jesus, you, you're not thinking. What do you clearly? expect? Your eyes are I mean, blinded by Brian Flores. My gosh, man, his defensive I mean, genius. He had way too much on his plate there, McVeigh. It's and, ridiculous. And his offense didn't show up. No doubt, he deserves criticism and the adjustments. They've talked about it. The one criticism about McVeigh is whole. You know, tenure, which has been short-lived, but is that he doesn't really make too many in-game adjustments, 
Well, that seemed to be an Achilles heel in this game because it wasn't working from the start, and it never really got going ever, and you kind of just saw the same thing. And and New England, on the other hand, they're changing stuff. You hear McDaniels after the game, he's freaking talking about how their offense wasn't working. We need to go too tight in now on this drive. Oh, that's the drive they end up. Oh, they haven't practiced it all for the last two weeks. Oh, don't worry about it. We're going to go. That's the drive we're going to get a touchdown on. That's adjusting on the fly, and I, I guess maybe McVay doesn't really do that too much. And one other quote, here's a quote. Here's a quote that explains it perfectly. Here's Devin McCourty talking about the defense. He said, we switch every week. We don't just do something because that's what we do. So not only coming into the game are we probably doing some different stuff in the middle of the game. If it's not working, we got we got plan B, we got plan C. I don't know if McVay has that. No, he didn't. And I want to ask you, where in the world was Todd Gurley? Todd, 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 Todd. We both talked about this in last week's preview. If the Rams are going to win, it's because Todd Gurley had a good football game. And we both expected Todd Gurley to play well, especially after being shut down and what we found out was really being benched in the NFC Championship game. They said it was not because of an injury. They said it was performance-based. And Todd came out and reinforced that statement. So here you are in the Super Bowl. You have 10 carries for 35 yards. You average 3.5 yards a carry. And he was non-existent. One catch for negative one yards in the passing game. Is Todd Gurley not their best offensive player? Of course he is. What are they doing? I don't know. I, I really don't know. I, I would like to it's think It's the that- Super Bowl. And then you've got whatever. Who the hell is that sideline reporter for CBS? The Blondie. The Tracy good-looking Wilson? dude that sucks. Oh, Evan Washburn. Evan Washburn stinks. You're not a Washburn guy? No, I'm not at all. He's not good at his job. He's a good-looking dude. He's handsome. Good for you. He's handsome. Go model at Maxim. He's got a nice voice. I don't need you doing sideline reporting. Why? You need, well, who you want, Michelle? You want Tafoya? Rather have you. Wolfson and Tafoya? Oh, Wolfson and me? I'd go with Wolfson. I'd love a Michelle. Poor Wolfson, by the way. Get, get Tracy. Well, Tracy got, oh Good my God. goodness, that ending. Oy, hey. The wolf was on the prowl, and she was not Ooh. gathering what she hey, was she not. she tried, I mean, though. Jesus, I commend her. She was getting Oh, no, she was just hungry. Just abused She there. was after it, Poor thing. and the goat was not allowing her to eat. No, the goat was really taking his time. No, I got to hug this guy. I got to smooch this guy. Just I embracing this the guy. I got to hug that guy. Well, goats are they are slow. No, they're slow. They're they're slow kissers. They're slow huggers. Clearly, and they're long kissers. But Tracy got and they're long. Finally huggers. got Tom. However, the question that she asked was, it was a little long winded, ridiculously long. Poor Wolfson. I mean, she, she basically summarized it. Felt like the entire game to him. Well, the, the whole the whole touchdown drive, she relived it for us. He went handoff, right? She basically was Jim Nance for like 30 seconds and then asked the question. And then Tom, you know, answered whatever question he was, uh, Lord. you know, asking himself in his own. I head. kind of enjoyed uh, what we were getting. You know, I felt bad for Tracy because she had already kind of oh, tried to start the interview. Holy hell, it was amazing. But if I, I liked what we were seeing while that was all happening. Like, I thought it was a cool embrace with Brady Edelman and Belichick. Like, I thought those were what about the historical kiss? kind of moment. The kiss was weird. but I think it, just, it, was, I think it was historical, it just it, it was historical, no doubt. Kiss number six. These were all pretty cool moments. It was just, wow, Tracy Wolfson was just given, given the hand. Like, hold on. Yeah. You I'm going to give you it. the hand while I give Bill the lips. Bill got those lips, and then finally the hand was removed. And Tracy was able to come ask her question. What she should have just ju- done is say, what in the heck just happened there, Tom? Yeah, just, Tom, what the hell? Tom. 
I think that's my question. What the F, Tom? You know, Evan Washburn's going over there. Jesus, man, he's struggling. Evan, if I would have been down, yeah, I would have been Evan like, did nothing to help. I said, Tom. That's another issue I have with Evan. Where Tom, was he? Tom, what the Evan, hell? Evan, you're a big strapping guy. Get in there and help Tracy. Oh, no, he was chumming it up with the fellas. Yeah, he probably, was like, oh, no, Wolf's got it. Probably left. He gives that report about getting Todd Gurley's head in the game. Jad, 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 Gurley. You know what I'm talking about? Did you hear that? Of course I did. I'm thinking, what is wrong? With his face? With Todd Gurley. Oh, with the knee. No, Evan's face is quite pleasant to look at. I, I just say. don't like him for yeah, whatever reason. His personality. I don't think he's very good. He's stiff. Not he likable. Starts. Well, that's CBS. But Todd Gurley, look, Todd, Todd, if your head isn't in the game and it's the Super Bowl, we've got a problem. And we just paid you four years for 60 mil. We is in the Rams. Yeah. I didn't give him a dime. Just like I won't pay Zeke. That's Dan Kroenke. That's oh, a story wow, for another day. Jesus, look at you. Just, I mean, you are, you are. Spitting fire right today. Now. Yeah. No, I like it. Because one, the game was disappointing. Now, sure. and, and I don't mind defensive football. Like, I, I can appreciate that, and I can appreciate the chess match that was going on. Well, do you but at it? some point, it's like, dude, can we at least get a couple of touchdowns? Do you, I don't care if it's 20 to 17, but 13 to 3, seriously? No, I know. It was it was it was not exciting at all. But do you want to at least hear McSex give his explanation as to why Gurley didn't play after the game? All right, McSex, take it away. Well, you know, there was some different situations. You know, you, you could always look back, and certainly, you know, that's going to be something that I'm sure I'll say, yeah, I wish I could have gotten him a little bit more involved and could have thrown him the ball. But in a lot of instances, you know, you're saying, okay, it, the, keeping the run-pass balance, and then when you do decide to activate some of the throws, uh, what are the ones that give us the best chance to have success uh, while not putting us in a position of where, you know, you're getting those pick stunts, different things like that, if you still want to be able to kind of keep that regularity. So uh, the film is always a good chance to go back and look at it. I, I know there's a handful of decisions that I'm going to want back for sure. All right, first of all, even he doesn't know that post game. He knows he was wrong. Sexy voice, that rasp. Holy hell, dude, you have a problem. He sounds. I'm just saying he. That sounds great. I mean, we all know how he looks, and then you hear that. You have and a you're weird like, affection for this guy. For Sean, look, I'm the first one to tell you he's attractive. Now you're talking about his raspy sex voice. No, I just said sexy. I, don't, I didn't necessarily attribute it to sex. Well, for the record, maybe I jumped the loop there. But here's the deal: Sean owned it. I'm not sure that Gurley was injured. I think because I, I saw something. He ran the fastest. You know how they do the miles per hour thing in the game. He ran. He had, he had one fastest, good run. He had the fastest miles per hour of anybody in the game. And then uh, David, Doctor David, uh, something or other on Twitter. He's the sports MD guy. He's the only guy that does it. He's smart. He was like, he didn't look hurt. No, to he's me. a doctor, of course. But he's not. He's not. Uh, he's not hurt to me. He's not hurt. You know what I'm saying? He's the kind of guy that just looks at a guy on, on the field that can say, yeah, he's hurt here, he's hurt here. So I, I don't really know. Now, granted, I don't get it. Now, granted, though, the Rams' offense, I mean, they were going three and out, three and out, three and out, three and out. I mean, all they were doing was three plays. Here we go. Let's get to third and nine. All right. Not get it. Let's send out Hecker out here. Let's set a record with that punt. Awesome. That's exciting. And then we'll do it again in three plays. You know, that's what they were doing. They didn't really have a chance to get rolling. But – I'm still with you. I'm not bringing C.J. Anderson in that game until my offense is rolling because Gurley's going to have to be a focal point of that offense getting rolling. You have to find a way to get him the football. And this was finally where, and you made this point weeks ago, Cooper Cup. This was a game where you looked at and thought, man, Cooper Cup, he's a big loss right now for the Rams. He would be helping big time because they were looking for Josh Reynolds a lot. And just where Reynolds plays – Cooper Cup, I think, would have won a lot of those battles and would have been a huge difference maker for Jared Goff. Just to, you know, he runs 
he, he's one of those guys where Goff early in football games can look at, and he's a safety valve, just to get in rhythm, just to build your confidence, get your timing going, get some vibes going. Because there were times where, where Goff got on, made a couple of really good throws, and then he'd come back with the lollipop interception that ultimately ended the football game. You know, so you saw good and bad Jared Goff in this one. And I mostly really think bad. mostly bad. Mostly golf. And I really think if Cooper Cup had been healthy, he would have been able to help that Rams team win the a game lot. and become the MVP. Uh, he might have been. I mean, th- th- dude, it was a close game throughout. That's the thing with like, do you think it was the worst Super Bowl ever? No, because I've no. seen the Ra- I, no because I've seen the Seahawks and the Broncos play. Right. And exactly. good God, that game was over in and the first Bucks, four seconds. Raiders wasn't very good either. That game started with a fumble. Ravens in the end Giants zone for a was safety, quite the stinker. Sure. Yeah. I mean, holy hell, yeah, Bucks Raiders. I remember that game. That wasn't fun. Not at all. No. At so least this I've game. Seen, at least it was close. It was close. But if there were no stakes attached to this game, I would have been sleeping by halftime. Yeah. I'd have changed the channel. If the, if it had been an average Sunday with other games on, I'd have flipped this one off. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Just right with both fingers, you think? You yeah. just flip it off I'd have with said, both fingers. Put on Bengals Browns. Maybe yeah. there's some oh, scoring. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Well, Baker. I'd, I'd rather watch him as well. I mean, yeah, it was not. It was not fun. It wasn't fun, and it was. A, it was what it was was a chess match. And if you love defense and you love punting, I don't like chess. Okay, so a chess match, I don't want to watch. And that's what we watched last night. And I don't know. Were you at a party? Did you do the Super Bowl party? I thing, did the Super or did Bowl you party. Lock thing. Yourself in your room and do yeah. the Dungeons and Dragons. No. Watch. <laughs> I do love that too. But no, I did the whole Super Bowl party deal. Okay. And I'm sitting there with other people that you know. That's always the annoying thing when you're in a party. And you're really invested in this and want to watch it. Uh, and you're with people that just, you can tell this is maybe the only football game they watch all year. What did you do? Did you just go with a bunch of women? Did you go over to your girlfriend's friend's house? Yeah, I got dragged over to what my girlfriend's hell? best friends. That's almost as bad as last year. He's now dating I had to my, my best friend. So it wasn't as bad because I had my buddy there. Oh, got you. But, yeah, uh, but that was it. And then a bunch of ladies yeah. who were just waiting to see Adam Levine take his shirt off. Pretty much. Now, listen to me. Uh, but you, you, by the way, hypocritical as hell. Question. Question. Um, I want Janet's nipple out if, if we're getting Adams. Oh my God! Are you? Don't do that. To no, me. free the nipple. Don't do that. Equality, baby. Oh, blow off. No, not at You're all. You're a schmuck. Side note: Did you at the Super Bowl party? I'm sure there was a lot of fun things to snack on. Did you? Did you stick to the to the keto diet, my brother? No. Oh, you got that. Oh, you got that look on your face, bro. Yeah. You bailed. I didn't. Yeah, I, I bailed. You dog. It's Super Bowl Sunday. I mean, hell, man. I know. I could have easily not bailed either. All right, what got it, you? Uh, what got me? There wasn't Besides really. Besides all of it. Okay, so what what got me was in the morning we went to this crepes place. Jesus, it's not even technically Super Bowl Sunday until it's su- 2 p.m. It's Super Bowl Sunday morning. I mean, my it's God. It's breakfast morning. You had crepes? Yeah, we went to this crepes place in mine. They, had, <laughs> they were delicious. Yeah, I bet. They were so good. Yeah, that's how you know you shouldn't have been eating it. Exactly, but do I regret it? Not at all. Not at all. And then by the time I had already broken it, here comes Super Bowl party. We've got the typical, you know, I burgers, hot dogs, queso, chips, um, wings, cake ball, salsa. chips. Oh, cake ball is a nice touch. Oh, cake ball is nice. Cupcakes, pasta salad. How do they do? Oh, mac that's and cheese. Disgusting. I know you hate the pasta, pasta salad. Is it cold? It was cold. Oh, that's disgusting. That, and, I, and that's what I told the party, too. I said, my friend Eric who is a true 100% born Italian. Amen, brother. Says pasta salad is a mockery. Bleep you. Okay, that's that's fantastic. I'm glad you said that. Um, I also am curious about the dip. Was it community dip? Um, it was technically community dip, but it was one of those Gosh, where so we, we against you know, it. people would just take and put on their plate. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. You know, so te- you could use it as a community dip. It was. Did you see anybody go just 
I wasn't watching hard enough. Chip to dip. Yeah, I see, wasn't I'd be watching hard enough. That thing. It'd be hard for me to watch the game, honestly, because I, I, I it'd be you, tough well, for me to. There, that's I don't on know you if I could do in the that dip. case. I, I couldn't do the dip. I was fine, and I really didn't have a lot of dip. I my goal is to try and eat as much as I can pre kickoff. So yeah. kickoff comes, Crapes. I'm good to go. Yeah. And so I craped it up. Did you booze? Hell yeah. That's on keto. I'm sure. That's uh, keto approved. Vodka's not bad. Yeah, like vodka's like the one you oh, can wow, get away you went with. Hard. I don't enjoy it either. But you just it, fight it. We we just fought it. Good for you, man. It sounds like you had a hell of a time. It was okay, and it was a, and it was but amazing I do wish game. The game was it a kept more you going. Yeah, it sucked, and Jared sucked. I think the best part was hearing Brady and Edelman at the end of the game sound, sound like twelve year old girls when they get told they're going to Disneyland. What are you talking about? I haven't heard of this. You haven't heard this? No. What are you talking about? I know. I mean, obviously Edelman got MVP, which I'm sure you agree with. Uh, yeah, of course. Edelman got the MVP, so him and Brady Ten are going to Disney World. Ten catches, 141 yards. You know, he, he balled out. Yeah, because they, they have to do things together, Brady and Edelman. It's usually one person going to Disney World, but I guess they had a tandem this one. So it's usually one person saying we're going to Disney World. But this time it was both of them, and they sound incredible. We're going to Disney World! Woo! I see I mean, what you mean. Honestly, if you didn't know. I see what you mean. Would you think that you were listening to a, a you know a, a seventh grade girls volleyball team? Be so thankful that they're going on a on a field trip. I do or would love you Disney think that's World. Julian I'd probably Edelman have Tom Brady. A, I'd probably have a similar reaction, but yeah, I would never guess if I didn't know that, that was Julian Edelman and Tom Brady. Well, I'd say that's the best, and then I recall what happened. I don't know if you heard this, but Julian Edelman obviously is the MVP. He's on like Sports Center after the game or whoever. Yeah, it was, it was ESPN. He was on with ESPN, and he's and Randy Moss is there on the set. And they're having a nice little exchange, and then Edelman tells an amazing Randy Moss story. I remember those days. I'll tell you one quick Randy story that he always used to tell me. He goes, Edelnut, there are about 14, 15 of you in this league. There's only one Randy Moss, 98 first round, get to know me. Wow. (laughs) There are so many little clips of that. I just love it. 98 first round, get to know me. Oh, man, that's classic. It made me fall in love with Edelman a little bit, you know? Edelman. Like, it's hard for me to like a Patriot, but, man, that like that was just such a great story. I've oh, Randy's that's right great. there. Get to know me. And he, he does the voice, does the accent, you know? There's only one Randy Moss. God, that's awesome. <sighs> that's really great. So that was probably my the, the best audio of the night, obviously, behind the uh, the radio call for the New England Patriots. Yeah, that, that takes the cake. Takes Thank the you, cake. Scott. Thank you, Scott. And yeah, and Bob for your Bob, efforts. bleep you. Um, but Edelman, Edelman bringing it strong with the Disneyland, and then bringing it even harder with the Randy Moss story, and then and then that leads me into thinking about Edelman as the uh, MVP turned Hall of Famer. You into that? You think uh, you think he gets into the Hall? Uh, do, does he get into the Hall of Fame? I would say no. Uh, do His I think best he, case is clearly the fact that he's second in all-time playoff receiving yards. But at the same same time, somebody wants to argue that because one is Jerry Rice, three is Michael Irvin. What do all those players have in common? Multiple Super Bowls. Their team's played in a lot of playoff games. Obviously, the more playoff games you play in, the better chance you have of having the most catches and yards in playoff history. Well, here's the deal. It's like if, if Edelman's getting in, it has to be in 150 years when he's not here anymore because it took Chris Carter... Frickin' forever, it, it, Isaac Bruce. I don't. It, Isaac not Bruce in. is not even still in there. Isaac Bruce is he had like fifteen thousand yards. Well, Wes Welker will be a big indicator. I mean, Welker holy gets in. Hell, Edelman can't get in before Welker, even though Welker didn't win a Super Bowl. 
There's just no way Edelman can get in. There's a guy named here's okay. Here's a name I'm going to give you of a guy that has more receiving yards in his career than Julian Edelman. Are you ready for this? Did he also use PEDs? Jabbar Gaffney. What? If Jabbar Gaffney has no anything more than does you, Jabbar Gaffney have more receiving yards right now in his career than Julian Edelman? Really? Yeah. Did Jabbar Gaffney ever have a good year? Uh, I'm not sure. He's probably more of a compiler than anything. That's crazy. Yeah, it's sad. I, I mean, he was on I the Patriots the, for I need a while. to get the exact numbers, but yeah, I mean, it's just really, really, really bad. So Edelman, he, Jabbar he just, Gaffney, he can't do it. And anyone, anyone who thinks, okay, here's here's uh here's Edelman's numbers: thirty career touchdowns. Leap off. Yeah, you've had you've had a thousand. That's lower than I thought that they would be. <laughs> yeah, you probably thought he had fifty touchdowns. Yeah, no, thirty. Come on. Come on, bro. He's had two more 1,000-yard right. How many years? How many years than though? me? How many years is that that he's actually played? Um, I don't even know how many seasons he's played, but he it's probably close to six uh, to eight. I, I was going to say more like eight, yeah. I'm not sure exactly. But, I mean, dude, come on, man. You average 47 yards a game receiving for your career. Little nut. Like, blow off. You're not getting into the – hey, you got your MVP, man. Be happy. You know who else has very hey, I mean, similar numbers as you? Patriots Hall of Fame. And no was an MVP, Deion Branch. Deion Branch won MVP as a receiver for the Patriots yeah, in the Super Bowl. Yeah, he did. We should send him to the Hall. James White. I mean, come on. Yeah, Edelman, a great receiver for the Patriots. And now, uh, one, of the, you know, one of the best slot receivers. Uh, he'd make the Slot Hall of Fame. Sure. Yeah, and I love slots. I love slots, too. Gosh. God, I love slots. Just, what, just a... Just oh, a dude, the dirty, slot receiver is sexy, like my favorite. Tough slot. My favorite. Not afraid. Easiest completion. Hit. The easiest completion for a quarterback and strong as all hell. Yeah, just a safety Physical. outlet, man. Get every quarterback, with every great quarterback, there's a great slot. That is true. That's a fact. No doubt. And um, Edelman is, is a great player, but, man, nowhere near the hall. What about Wade Phillips? What about him? Other than the Hall fact that he's an OG. I mean, I think Edelman, by the way, is probably a Hall of Fame storyteller based on that Gosh, Randy that, Moss clip. That Moss thing. I mean, that yeah. right there, I think, could send him to the Hall. That alone. But nothing on the field. Just his comment? Yeah. This just right there. We'll go put that. Let's put a jacket on that. But that's mostly because of Randy and not you. So, sorry, Jules. Sorry, homie. Love the beard, though. Dude, do no, I love beard's that beard? Great. Oh, his beard's Playoff great. Playoff beard, man. Oh, Super Bowl beard. Beautiful beard. MVP beard. Love you. Love you. Love you with your beard, Jules. Love it. But no, I say Wade Phillips because, you know, it just, I thought the Rams defense deserves a lot of praise. Aaron Donald, Defensive Player of the Year, played well. Dominican Sue played well. I didn't think, you know, Julian Edelman still got his, but I thought that they'd get exposed a little bit more. Yeah, on I the think, back end. But the problem was is they got pushed around and they got ran on all game. And at the end of the game, when everybody knows New England's running the ball to run the clock out, they're still gashing you for 6, 10, no, that's 15, true. 20. Like, come on. Now, granted, they were on the field a lot. They were. But still, man, when the game matters most and everybody knows they're running the ball, I mean, geez, make a stop. Make a freaking stop. But I thought that they did their job. They get the interception early. Ultimately, yeah, it's it's about you know, points. They, they played you well enough to win the football points. game. They played well enough to win the football game. I'm with you. But they still, they didn't do, they weren't just like making, they were, they, they were disappointing in terms of just getting pushed around and not being able to run the football. Especially when you think about the two guys that they have inside with Donald and Sue. Like, why are you guys, why are they running for 20 yards when everybody knows they're running the ball?
Like that would that's frustrating. Well, the Patriots showed great balance on offense, whereas the Rams should have probably run the football more uh, when they couldn't get anything going on offense. Nothing. I mean, a- absolutely zero. Sonny Michelle did have an effective game: eighteen carries, ninety-four yards. Rex Burkhead seven carries, forty-three yards, average Your six guy. yards a carry. Yeah, congratulations to Rex. Plano uh, Senior High, first Plano Senior High player to win a Super Bowl. Is so. that right? He is. He's the first of our own to bring home a wow, Super Bowl. Wow, that's ring. exciting. Go yeah, Wildcats. And then in Gronk, uh, you know, if this indeed is Gronk's last game, he did his thing. You know, Gronk made the big play to set up the Sony Michelle touchdown run uh, and went out looking like Gronk of old a little bit. It was nice to see him make some plays. But you, I think, you think this should be his last? You think this should be it for I Gronk? mean, I'm not going to say it should be because I still think he can be extremely effective, but not for 16 games. No. You know, but when it matters most, he's a clutch guy and he's a guy that Brady goes to. And I, I, I wouldn't hate on he him can for still, still playing. Play. He can still he play. There's no still doubt can, about it. But, but I, I can understand for him. Yeah. I, I don't know if he will. And I mean, one point I want to make about it, I mean, I know Brady wasn't unbelievable, but when it mattered most, you know, when there was a play to be made, Oh, he made to it. score the touchdown, he made it. And then when Goff was given his opportunity with Brandon Cooks wide open in the end zone, he saw it too late. Oh, and by the way, he lofted it in the sky like a duck and gave Jason McCourty, who, by the way, McCourty, you made an unbelievable play. I mean, great defensive play to come all the way over there and swipe that ball away. But Cooks is wide open in the end zone the entire play. Right. And Goff sees it late and then throws, you know, just airmails it. And there was another one towards the sidelines on an out. He throws it behind Cooks. He was open if he puts it in front yeah. of him. There so were a few like of those. When the play was there for each quarterback, Brady made his and Goff didn't. And it's no surprise. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Goff, I'm sure you'll be back, but that was – that was not a good performance by him. Brady was confusing the hell out of him. And I understand, dude. That's just, I mean, Brady, Belichick and that defense were confusing the hell out of him. And that's just so. That's yeah, that just defense for, played out. For a young quarterback and that had two weeks to prepare against you, that's why I was so blown away that Nick Foles and them last year were able to do what they did. I just didn't think a quarterback of that stature with Belichick well, having that much time to plays, prepare. Yeah, you know? I mean, my That's what God. it comes down to. But Goff just was just not good at all. Yeah, not good. I mean, the whole offense was bad. But Goff, you could tell. I mean, this was a real big learning experience for Goff and McVay. And the question is, will they be back? In the NFC, it's been so wide open. You've yet to really see a team take charge and have a dynasty kind of run in that conference. I expect that with their talent, they'll hang around for a long time. But... It's tough to make it Super Bowls, and I think you saw it afterwards when it set in with both McVay and Goff that, wow, we uh, we had a chance, uh, and we blew it. And for the Patriots and Tom Brady, they did what they had to do to win, and that's why they've been so great for so long. They morph, and it doesn't matter what the situation is. They adapt to it like chameleons, and they do what they have to do to win football games. If we need to go ahead and score 40 to beat you like they did in the AFC Championship game against Kansas City, they'll do it. If they need to ground and pound and run all over like they did against the Chargers, they'll do it. I mean, you've seen it throughout their dynasty. They won it with defense early on. Then they morphed to an offensive side with the spread with Randy Moss and the two tight ends with Gronk and Hernandez. And then now, just a balanced overall football team, offense, defense, and special teams, baby. And I think a lot of credit needs to go to Bill Belichick. And if this is his last ride, my oh my, there's no doubt who the best head coach in the history of the game is. It's that man right there. Oh, there's no question about it. And... I think we've actually got some a little bit of reports. I think PFN is Yeah, Pro Football Network, yeah. Our own David McGrath. I mean, I I don't know that he wants that on record. I just put it out there. I think he does. I've seen it on the timeline. It's possible that that could be it. Those guys stay on Twitter, man. My boys. My boys on 
the, the Pro Football Golly. Network, dog. They just, I love all of them, good but God. holy moly. I have literally tried everything I can to, like, how can it's I... It's impossible. If how you can miss, I, like, silence like a couple or, hours... How can I mute this? Because my phone oh, is you just, just want to mute it. It's vibrating, bro. I mean, it's just not Yeah, it is. it is. It is getting if, blown yeah. up. We have these PFN, Pro Football Network DMs, that we're all, you know, it's business, and then some you are just business, pleasure. You've got life, and then you've got the podcast. And good God, man, these guys are just, they're, they're, they're loving going it. They're for eating it. it up. They're blowing it. And I know they suckered you in the other day, Walchuck, in Look, some sort of football debate. It's fun conversation. There's no doubt about it. But if you are to the point where, like, we all are, we live lives, we have jobs, we have families, if you're not able to check it, it's going off and off and off and off and off, and then you open it up, and there's... Oh, 500 missed messages? Yeah, I'm like, what There's the no hell? way you're going to be able to scroll through and read all this. Yeah, as much as I want to get all their Kyler Murray opinions, I'm, I'm literally Kyler Murray dying was a hot one. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they they uh, they tried to get me in. Kai tried to bait me on some cowboy stuff a little bit. Oh, did he really? Kai, you dirty dog, you. King Kai! God, I love that. Well, what was he getting you on? Sean Payton heading to uh, 2020? 2020 vision? Cowboys? I Shawnee wish. Shawn? God, I wish. Did you see that report? Pro Football Talk? Who are Florio? they? Florio? Yeah, I mean, they're not the network, but hey, they're, no, I didn't. they're I relatively one. credible. Really? You haven't seen this? No. Cowboys fan? Holy hell, I figured you were reading that and you probably lost all your fluids Well, by I've the been end of that predicting article. it myself, but I didn't know that PFT came out here with their own stuff. Yeah, there's supposedly no extension for Garrett looking to lure Sean Payton. In 2020, I think his contract's up in 2020, Perfect. if I'm not mistaken. Perfect, it all works. And I think uh, Drew Brees is probably retiring, retiring yeah, after this Yeah, it makes history. sense. My goodness, so, the timing couldn't be more perfect. That sounds a lot like Chubb City for uh, Mr. Wolchuk. How about that? Mm. I mean, that'd be great. It would be perfect. I would love that. Speculation. Bring on Sean Payton, baby. We'll be all over at the network. Get all that ice cream, Sean. We'll be all over that bleep, baby. We'll be the first ones to report it. Oh, my gosh. All in all, uh, Patriots-Rams rematch next year. You think they both get back? Uh, Yeah, I know the Patriots will. Rams? Not so sure. Even without Belichick, you think the Pats make it? No. McDaniels at the head. They lose in Flores, man. No, yeah, losing Flores is going to be huge. You think the Dolphins are in because of Brian Flores? If the Patriots can bounce back from the loss of Flores, I think, assuming they keep Belichick, they'll be right back where they are. Ooh, it's always tough to bet against the Patriots, but I can say I can I I feel confident in saying the Rams will not be back next year. But the Patriots, Patriots maybe. Well, you know me, I've been on record now. I'm never voting against them, or not even voting against them, but picking against them. They're going to win every game, I assume. They're going to win the Super Bowl next year in Miami at Hard Rock Stadium on my. You don't own, think the Dolphins are in it, turf. huh? Uh, no. With the I brilliance of Brian Flores, so. I think we with have Minka much, Fitzpatrick back I there, I think we have a better opportunity at having the first overall pick than we do um, getting anywhere near the playoffs next year, let alone a home Super Bowl. Really, Jesus. Uh, yeah. Well, there. That's already a jinx. Like if you're hosting. Yeah, this is impossible Bowl. for you to go to the Super You're Bowl not anyways. making it. You're Which is good because this is like Dolphins tank year anyway, so it is what it is. Yeah, tank for for uh, Lawrence, right? Um, so do we need to do we need to gloss over the halftime show at all? I mean, I feel like we oh, did you? Much I was waiting the, for you. You proved last week that you were the big guy. Oh, uh, overall, I was, a little, five. I was a little underwhelmed. Thank you. It sucked. It really wasn't. It wasn't that great. Travis Scott. What the hell was that? Um, that was just that was bad. Uh, Adam Levine. I thought. Not that you can't sing, but I just thought you could sing better. That's all. Now, when you took the shirt off and you did your thing, I mean, wow. Yeah, you, know, you props were to you. clearly I, into that. I didn't know he had the tats, all right? I, I'll i be honest with you. That was a pleasant surprise for me. 
But otherwise, man, I wish we could have just had Andre 3000 out there doing something. I don't know. But it, it was definitely not near as good as I thought it was going to be. She will be loved. They played it. I was thankful. But, man, it just didn't. It didn't hit home like What'd I thought it would. What do you think about would. the SpongeBob deal? That that was just like Did that, you get it. First of all, I'm not a SpongeBob guy. Never I wasn't really huge, watched. I, it, I was so. with people at that party though that were. So they explained oh. the whole thing. So was, there's a SpongeBob episode where they play the halftime of the Super Bowl and social media this week was really pushing. So that SpongeBob. The creator passed away. That recently. explains your Super Bowl evening. Then you were with the group of people that were hyped and excited and ready to talk to you about the SpongeBob yeah. 30 second well, moment. But the people that aren't into football, are, football, they watch because of the halftime show, which is why the NFL is forced to put on a somewhat entertaining halftime. For me, I could care less. Halftime for me is a chance to go to the bathroom. Refill, you know, have some bread, do whatever I need to do, have lots of carbs, <laughs> drink lots of beer, tons of beer, just overflow myself, then oh, come back and watch barbecue. the second half. How much barbecue sauce did you have in your face? No barbecue sauce. Are you kidding me? Zero. God, that's why you had such a bad night. Yeah. You got to have a little barbecue. I know. I Damn didn't even you. have honey mustard. That's bad. Pretty much just queso. Man, we went pizza. We went big ziti. You know, we, we, we did the whole nine. Yeah. But no uh, pasta salad. No pasta salad. No, it wasn't on the menu. Huh. Yeah, actually, someone got turned away because they thought bringing pasta salad would be a nice dish, a little add it to the to the festivities of Super Bowl evening. We said, yeah. get the bleep out of here. I've never heard my grandmother cuss. She literally cursed out this guy. Are you serious? Don't you dare bring that cold, whatever the hell. Don't even really? call that pasta. You are, you are absurd. They're no longer friends of ours. Yeah, no, it's, that's it. So I should make sure to never bring pasta salad. No pasta salad. Good God. What if it had sauce on it? No. Get out. Meatballs? See you later. If there's uh, meatballs a, in there? I mean, uh, anything, sausage, yeah, Italian I mean, the sausage. Meatballs, uh, the Italian sausage. That's how our big ziti was. We had the sausage. We had the meatballs. All homemade. We had the homemade sauce. We had the cheese. <sighs> yeah, it was big time, That sounds baby. delicious. It was big time. So that my Super Bowl, delicious. from that perspective, was incredible. Well, overall, Super Bowl 53. Boring game. Yeah, overall. Uh, crappy geez. halftime. My goodness. Halftime and, not good. And now we have nothing to look forward to but the offseason. Yeah. Which, good which, God, do hey, we love. Luckily, it never sleeps, baby. Of, no, it doesn't. Gosh. For, We've already got Sean Payton coming to Dallas in 2020. Yep. And yeah. the offseason started because guess what? Yesterday, head coaches announced. We talked about Flores going to Miami. The other one, Zach Taylor officially announced as the new head coach of the Cincinnati Bungles. Gosh, I'm so glad we did not get him. Yeah. Um. So what a difference 24 hours makes because I think most Bengal fans were probably stoked throughout this process because this is a guy who's worked with McVay. The Yoda of coaches. As a fellow Zach, though, how do you feel about a guy he who spells it wrong? But he spells it with just a C. whatever. I'm like, not into. Oh, is that what you were saying? That's I, literally that's that's most mm, of my like. Yeah, and eh, not uh, sure about I, this I guy. feel like oh, Can most I trust of the ZACs them? I've met are, you know, aside from even Babs included in that. Yeah, it's a shame. Our, our good, old producer, our good friend. Yeah, good friend Bab. I mean, a ZAC. I personally can't trust you. Uh, and he was a quarterback for the Dol- or quarterbacks coach for the Dolphins when Ryan Tannehill was there. Get out of here, bro. Come on. Was he really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So Brian Flores, the big win, and Cincinnati's made another mistake Huge. by hiring Zach Taylor the day That's after right. his offense put up three points that he coaches, and Jared Goff uh, played like crap. How deflating that must be for those Cincinnati fans. It's I'm like, sure they've wow. experienced worse. They've had, what, 20 wow. years of Marvin Lewis? Yeah. Well, and they've had Andy Dalton. Any kind helm. of change is, is hopeful, I guess. Jeez, man. Right? What a wild... But, Dolphin fans, on the other hand, are celebrating through the streets. Yeah, it's a, it's a great day to be a Dolphin, man. It's a great day to be a Dolphin, and it's not often you get to say that. So I'm happy about Brian Flores. 
We'll see what happens. Obviously, these things. You're not stoked? I mean, holy smokes. I, I am pretty stoked now that I've seen what the hell's happened. The question, the big question is with Brian Flores is, on an honest level, how much did you have to do with the success of that defense? You know, how much control did you have? Like, if I was at that introductory press conference today, I'd have asked him, like, on a scale of 1 to 10, how much control and input did you have on the success of the Patriots defense? And if it's more than What's five, your gut feeling tell you? I will I think he, he called a great game. Uh, I do think Bill Belichick helped a lot, and we talked about it. The experience that Belichick's had stopping elite defense throughout NFL history, or elite offenses, excuse me, when you talk about the 49ers in the 80s, um, of course the greatest show on turf in the 2000s, Manning's Colts, Manning's Broncos, you know, playing some of the greatest offenses ever. Uh, and, and again, they proved that they shut it down. But I do think that was Brian, a Brian Flores-called game. Listening to Charlie Weiss, he was on our local station, 105.3 The Fan in Dallas, uh, where we work at. And he basically talked about how Bill will have a, a input during the week in game planning, but on game day he rarely comes up to you and tells you what tells you to what to do. Yeah. Like maybe he'll give you a suggestion here and there, like if there's a, a major point and turning point in the game. But overall, it's you. He's not trying to mess with your rhythm. So I think you should feel confident, and Dolphin fans should feel confident, in that Brian Flores called at least ninety percent of that game on Sunday. And he did an incredible job. Amen. Amen. No, I couldn't feel better about it. I hope he brings that blueprint. I know he wants to be multiple. I like that. He wants to get physical with these guys at the line of scrimmage. Tight ends, running backs, receivers, everybody. That's something the Dolphins haven't done in years. It's time to finally bring that back. Be a 4-3, be a 3-4, whatever you want to do. Just freaking be able to adjust. And that's that's what the Patriots, that's their MO. And I'm just hoping he can bring that to Miami. We are desperate for it, but it's going to be a rough year for us. I don't have high expectations. They're talking about tanking. They're talking I mean, all this different stuff. We're probably not going to be a good team, but I do like the direction we are going. So, for whatever that's worth. The final bit of info that we want to get into, uh, just to recap the weekend here on the Nosebleed Seeds podcast with Zach Wolchuk and Eric Chiafalo, powered by the Pro Football Network, is the NFL Honors uh, and every year we talk about it, I think it's ridiculous. Um, I don't even watch it anymore. Not that I'm not interested in it. I probably would be if the list of winners wasn't leaked because it's a pre-recorded show, and before it's even on, you know who's won. So surprise, surprise, the MVP goes to Patrick Mahomes. I think what was a little bit of a surprise is the fact that Mahomes not only won MVP, but he also took home Offensive Player of the Year. Usually you'd get Mahomes with the MVP, and they'll put the next best player uh, whether it would be Drew Brees, whoever you want to put there, or Offensive Player of the Year. But Mahomes was just so darn dominant this year. He gets both awards. Yeah, I think he deserves it, absolutely. And I actually watched it for the first time this year. Oh, what would you think? Because I didn't watch it. Steve Harvey did a great job. Um, Should I go back and funny. watch some? I, I recorded it. I think. I mean, I don't know if it's worth doing that. I didn't even know could... Steve Harvey hosted. Yeah. I'm, I'm so checked out of it now. Because yeah. I've watched it every year that they've had it up until this year. Well, it, I thought I've never watched it, and I was just doing nothing on Saturday night, and it, it wasn't too bad. I, I enjoyed it. He had some funny jokes. His opening monologue for about 10, 15 minutes was, was pretty good. So Who was the best I dressed? I enjoyed it. Uh, best dressed? Oh, that's a good question. No one was really overly outlandish, but I'll tell you. Oh, man, that Cam Jordan. Big yeah, guy. Yeah, Cam Jordan. Awesome beard, cool hair. He, he, he looks pretty fly. Oh, okay. So I was I was a Cam fan Cam of his, sure yeah, but I thought Harvey killed it, and it was before. a fun time. He had a funny, he had a funny Mahomes joke. He had a couple Brady deals that were good. I mean, it was it was pretty good. I enjoyed it. I've seen all the Super Bowls. 
I watched everybody. All of us are in here tonight because of one person, Tom Brady. If Tom Brady wasn't living, y'all could be in the Super Bowl. see us getting in the Super Bowl. And I don't know why you ain't thought of it. All this money in this room. Y'all ain't thought of pooling y'all money together having him killed. <laughs> that tighten y'all up a little bit? You ain't thought about it? Hell, I have. I'm tired of Tom Brady in the Super Bowl every damn year. If he wasn't here, we could be in the Super Bowl. Offensive Rookie of the Year, Saquon Barkley. Defensive Rookie of the Year, Darius Leonard. Uh, not surprising on either. I was really hoping maybe Leighton Van Der Esch would pull an upset, but Darius Leonard, an all-pro linebacker, was outstanding this year. Walter Payton, Man of the Year Award. Chris Long from the Eagles. Um, never going to knock on that, but another reward that probably should be on to Dak Prescott. Um, and then we talked about Aaron Donald already winning Defensive Player of the Year. Deep boy. Unstoppable performance of the year went to Jared Goff for the 38-31 win they had over the Vikings. That was a Thursday night game. He followed that up with the most awesome game. performance he was very of stopped. the season. Uh, but the in that game, day. he had 465 yards, five touchdowns. Got him five. And a buck fifty eight point three passer rating, pretty outstanding. Wish you know he probably would have taken half of that in in Sunday's game. Yeah, I and they probably would have won. Bridgestone clutch performance play of the year went to the Miami Miracle. Damn right it did. Oh man, what a play that was! Did you hear after the game, Tommy Brady saying he didn't even view that as a loss? Yeah, which is great. Um, I, I really, I really don't care. I doesn't mean, irk it, you a little no, bit? It, it doesn't irk me because. It's honestly unfortunate. Like, it was all exciting and great, and then, like, we could have been drafting in the top 10. Oh, and the Patriots still won the Super Bowl. It's like, what did it really mean? Yeah, I guess not, that's true. Not a ton. Not a ton. FedEx Earring Ground Player of the Year, Pat Mahomes. Art Rooney Sportsmanship Award went to Drew Brees. Game Changer Award went to Shaquem Griffin of the Seahawks. Coach of the Year, Matt Nagy. Nagy, Nagy, however he wants to say it. I think it's Nagy. Nagy, Matt Nagy. I think it's Nagy. I always thought it was Nagy. I always thought it was Nagy. I was doing him a courtesy because I felt like I'm calling him Nagy. I feel like that's probably, he probably doesn't like that, but I, but that's what I hear. He's I a hear Nagy, Nagy guy. Yeah, he seems like he might be a Nagy guy. What do you guy. think of that? Good one? Good good um, decision there? Did you agree with him? I um, thought he, I didn't think the Bears would be a division champion. I'll tell you that before yeah, the season. Yeah, I mean, he's the offensive coach, though, and his offense wasn't that great. His, his defense got Mitchell Trubisky as, as quarterback. He'll, he'll always be a little why. limited, don't yeah, you think? I hear you. I'm trying to think what other coach had, I mean, well, the McVeighs, obviously, yeah. the Andy Reeds with what he did with Pat Mahomes, I think, was up there for serious consideration. John Payton. Yeah, just any of the really good Definitely teams. not Jason Garrett or Adam Gase. No. Not at all. No. Far from it. Uh, celebration of the year went to the Seattle Seahawks. That's cool that that's a thing. Comeback player of the year went to friend of the show, Andrew Luck. Andrew, how do you feel? No, no, no. It's just uh, really thankful. You know, uh, my teammates, I just really want to thank uh, Jim Ruscha, you know, and uh, uh, Indianapolis, Indiana, 
and uh, you know, really just the entire country of, of America and the sport of football. So it's an honor, pleasure to play this game. I love football. I love uh, love calling plays, and uh, I love the playbook. And we know you love to read. Thank you, Andrew. Love the book. Comeback Player of the Year, Andrew Luck, ladies and gentlemen, on the Nosebleed Seats podcast. The playbook's my uh, my favorite book, by the way. Yeah, it is. It it really is. Uh, that is the NFL honors and the other big news of the weekend. Hall of Fame. The Hall of Fame. Man, Gil Brandt. Gil Brandt finally got in, my friend. Gilliam. Gil finally got in. Oh, they figured gosh. after after all these thousands you know, once, of years. Once the Cowboys finally put him in, they went ahead and said, you know what, here you go. You can be in the ring of honor, Gil. We know you helped construct some of the greatest teams of all time. You're the only person that's And been, you're the only person that's been alive to see half of these things. All of these things. Um, we need you to go ahead and, and and finally be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. It's a lifetime. Now, he, he can't rank running backs, that's for sure. His all-time running back list is atrocious. What was your problem with that? Uh, it was just a bad list. I think anybody with a brand would know that. Emmett? What? Top 10? He had to be top five. Eric, let's not go there. He's a leading rusher in the league. Emmett Smith had to be top five. He had to have been. You'd think, right? You'd think top three. What did Gil All-time think? leading rusher. Gil's a cowboy. Gil had him at 12. <laughs> Unbelievable, Gil. Disrespectful. But still love you. Gil Brand makes the Hall of Fame along with Pat Bolin, the owner of the Denver Broncos. Johnny Robinson gets in as the senior committee vote. And then the rest of them, all players that we grew up watching and fanboying over. Champ Bailey. Oh, Washington Champ. Redskin and Denver Bronco. All Remember time that, name. the Clinton Portis trade? Yes, dude. That Crazy. was huge. He was such a great player. He had one of the best quotes ever. I think he said, like, the uh, the earth is is covered by 80% water, and the other 20% is covered by Champ Bailey. Uh, Champ Bailey's the man. God, he what a boss. goes down as one of the best corners we've personally ever seen. Tony Gonzalez, greatest tight end of all time. Aside from Rob. You know, no-brainer. Gronkowski. Uh, yeah. Okay, I, I do love Gronk. I'd rather have Gronk. One game. One Gronk. game. Healthy Gronk over a healthy Tony. Healthy Gronk. Yeah. yeah, I'm not going to fight you there. He's a he's a species man out there. Ty Law gets in, of course, another New England Patriot, uh, known for big play, big play guy in the postseason. I mean, he intercepted Manning. He had the pick in the Super Bowl, the first one they won. Ty Law was also one of the best corners. I was just kind of surprised that they both got in in the same year because there's a lot of other players that you know could have gone in there, namely Darren Woodson. Um, Steve Atwater. Well, it's the good you're not Broncos. biased. You know, thank God you're not biased. No, Steve Atwater was decade on the decade, all decade team. Beat Darren Woodson out. So I th- I don't think Darren's going to get in before Steve Atwater gets in. Yeah, you know who he belongs in there? Zach Thomas. Next question. Agree. Zach Thomas is a name you could have put in there over Ty Law. Kevin Mawai, the center, bounced around mainly for the Jets is where I remember him playing. Yeah, and he was, he was a stud. I played in Tennessee, I believe, for a little while, yeah, he too. Yeah, was a stud. Uh, and then Ed Reed. The best player in this class. Yep. The greatest safety of all time, in my opinion. We know you think so. It's all about the you, baby. Uh, Ed Reed. I mean, when you think about, like, what is your prototypical safety, if you could handpick from the football gods and put back there? Just total center fielder will it's also take Ed your Reed. face off. It's Ed Reed. God dang, dude. I mean, pull the, all the greatest quarterbacks of this era, the Mannings, the Bradys, whoever you want to bring in here, they're all going to tell you who do they not like to play against. They all have great Ed Reed Ed stories, Reed. man, about how he baited them into something, and they just, holy crap, there's Ed for the interception, man. Ed Reed's unbelievable. I'm wondering, did Palomalu, did that already happen? No, Palomalu's not in yet. He's he's up. He's got to be uh, up soon. I don't know if he, he, I think maybe next year. 
Yeah, because I'm he's trying to remember the year about. that he retired, but I don't think it's been five years yet. But Palomalu is the other guy. I mean, look, they'd have played those Pro Bowls were crazy. You have Ed Reed at free safety, Troy Palomalu at strong. I mean, that right and there Cam is Bailey the, at a corner. perfect tandem. Champ Bailey at corner, Ty Law. What a time. Zach Thomas at linebacker. Mm. God, it doesn't get any better. What a time to be alive. He uh, ended his career at 2015. So what would that mean? He's eligible yeah, next this, year he's this eligible. coming year. Yeah, 2020. And I think he'll probably get it in I too. think he will. Yeah, that's a first ballot guy. So there you go. There's Man. your safeties. That's a good class. I think it, 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 it heads the group is Gil Brandt and then large gap Ed Reed and then the rest. Okay. Probably, yeah. probably where I'd put it. I don't disagree with that. Yo, Gil, we love you. We are the Nosebleed Seats Podcast. Zach Walsh alongside Eric Chiafalo. Check us out. Every Tuesday we'll be here at the Pro Football Network. Otherwise, you can hit us up on all of our social media platforms. We are on Facebook. We are on Instagram. And we are on Twitter. And you can subscribe and like us slash rate us on iTunes Podcast. Make sure you check out some of the other podcasts we've got going on on the Pro Football Network. Tomorrow you'll have just the start with our man King Kai. Uh, and then... God, you love doing that. King Kai! I do. Kai's a good dude. And then the Evil Empire podcast by David McGrath, the exclusive exclusive on Boston Sports. You can get that there. Also a badass MMA writer. Uh, enjoy that about him. I'd love to pick his brain one day on some of that stuff. And I think we've actually got a new podcast that's just going to be unleashed next week on Monday on PFN. So check that out. And then, of course, also go to our site, profootballnetwork.com. We've got tons of great writers doing some awesome articles out there. So uh, make sure you support the Nosebleed Seats podcast and the Pro Football Network. Do you have anything else to add, my friend? No, just that I love you. Love you more. Hugs and hand pounds, everybody. Come poised. We're going to Disney World!